G'day community and welcome to the Jock Reynolds podcast. This is Tradio episode 4. I'm joined again by the beautiful man in Victoria. I can say that now. It's Patch. It's Patch. Hello, Lekdog. How are you, my good friend? How are you? I'm fantastic, mate. We've got some stuff to talk about. We've got to thank Telebeats for the intro and we've got to shout out my Movember campaign. My Mo is starting to get pretty seedy. If you want to donate to the cause, it's movember.com slash m slash lekdog. You'll find me uh, looking good, I think. It's a, the mathematical curve that is appearing on your upper lip. Translating well to Higo's curve of arousal in the eyes of literally everyone. But we're here to talk about football. Um, the Blues are on the board, baby. The Blues are on the board. And Essendon now has three top ten picks, which we're going to do something dumb with. Oh, you know, you'll either take speculative selections that won't pan out. Although uh, you haven't actually drafted first rounders in a while. You nailed one. You yeah, got that McGrath bloke. He's, yeah, he's pretty a, good. He's so. all right. Um, he's the Maybe only you'll first do that rounder again. we've had in four years. Was he? He was pick one, wasn't he? Yes. Yes, he was. And he was the up. sure thing that year, wasn't he? Um, there was toss up between him and McCluggage from memory. Um, but he, he was the, the general consensus of number one picks, I think. Um, according to Cal Toomey and the rest of uh, the the old draft gurus, I think uh, I think you guys would be good to go to the draft. I I Dunkley is obviously going to help you. I just if I'm Bulldogs, not trading Dunkley. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, just... Neither would I if I were the dogs. And but anyway, maybe they'll okay. be convinced well, that Trelaw is a better solution. Anyway, hypotheticals. It'll all happen. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about, Patch, because we don't even have to rant at the start of this. Because as you said. We're on the board with the first trade of the yeah, day that went through. Oh, sorry, can I just get a very quick rant in that tomorrow not having any trades allowed until 3 o'clock in the afternoon is the dumbest shit in the world, and I hate it's it. Fucking, it's such a bush. It's fucking bush league. I said it yesterday. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke, this whole player movement, the whole thing that... Every almost every decision the AFL makes around player movement and player, well, let's say, let's throw in list sizes as well, is an absolute travesty, an absolute joke. It's embarrassing to it's, be a part of. It's dumb. Now let's move on because we need a whole episode to dedicate to just how dumb the AFL is. Let's move on. Blues moves. Take us away. The Blues traded uh, their second round pick, pick 30, and a third rounder, pick 51. They received Lockie of Fogarty and a second round pick, number 38. So they slid back a bit uh, for Lockie Fogarty. Don't know much about him. He's a he's a young midfielder. He's been injury prone. Apparently he's got pretty smart decision making. He's hard at the ball when he's in the midfield, but Geelong did what Carlton will do and played him in the forward line a lot. Naturally, he's a midfielder, so he'll come to us and we will try and make him a forward line player. Who knows if it works out, but uh, he's, it's an interesting prospect. I don't know if you know anything about him, Patch. Absolutely nothing at all. Nothing at all. I'd forgotten he was on a list, to be perfectly honest with you. But sure, he's not going to get an opportunity at the Cats. The Cats know they're in the trade window. They, you know, the premiership, not the trade window, the premiership window. They're probably going to do something fancy with that third round pick, or that second round pick, rather. My brain stopped working today, community. I apologize. Um, 
But yeah, they'll, they'll do something snazzy with it. They'll trade it for points or a player or they'll get something. Or I think other. they've already actually traded it, to be honest with you. There you go. There you go. Um, but anyway, it's, it's fine for both clubs. The Blues, if they use him properly, then maybe they'll get something out of Fogarty. We probably won't get anything super coach relevant out of Fogarty unless he's below 200k, which will he he's be? Not. No, he averaged 66 this year, six games. He yeah, finished no. the year at 311k, so he's going to be... No. Uh, too expensive for us to consider. Yep, exactly. So, uh, but yeah, trade. It's a thing. The next deal that went through, Brisbane Lions sent a future third selection, Melbourne's future third. So it's actually going to be a pretty good pick, you'd think, out for Nakia Cocker 2. And this does have Supercoach relevance patch. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. How long has Cocker 2 been out for now? Is it two years in a row he hasn't played? Two seasons he's missed. Mm. And Brisbane's medical team are quite good, um, as we've seen with um, Grant Birchall playing games of football up there. Lincoln McCarthy, who was injury-prone, has, hasn't missed a game since he moved up there. They've obviously backed themselves with Joe Danaher and Cockatoo here because they think they can get it working something about that Brisbane-Queensland heat. Um, and if he if he gets a run on it on a wing or on a half-forward, half-back line, he's, he's value, baby. He is value. Oh, look, he finished last year at priced 148K. He's going to come in effectively at about 123. Hey, he's his bargain baseman as it's going to get. Potentially oh, still going to be mid-forward eligible as well, Patch. So it's just it's going to be the Stephen Hill question. It's going to be, are you going to waste a spot on him, knowing that he's going to get injured at some point, knowing he's probably going to miss time? But when he's playing, he can give you some decent output. He'll give you some cash. I mean, or are we back in Brisbane? I'd be backing in Brisbane. My big qualm at this stage would be, is he best 22? How does that Brisbane lineup come together next year? But... We find that out next year, and at 123k, you'd you'd think you'd be able to just take the punt and see how it goes. Yeah, I think even if he's not in the team early in the season, it's going to be a downgrade at some point. I think uh, this is going to be really a really popular player for. He's going to be in every first draft team when the team picker is launched. Oh God, yes, goodness gracious me, yes. And we had another trade patch that followed up. The Blues continued their action for the day. They Ooh. traded out pick 8 and pick 87, and they received Adam Saad, pick 48, and pick number 78 patch. I want to hear from you first before I tell you my thoughts. Um, oh, from a football perspective, it hurts because Saad is better than pick 8 and pick 87, um, but... You know, we knew he wanted to leave because we're a basket case of a club and I do not begrudge him of his right to, to tell Essendon where to go. Um, so he's left. We got pick eight, which is what we wanted. Um, we didn't give up a second rounder um, for him, which is good. Um, I think it's come out reason- as well as it could have for Essendon and I'm surprised that it did come out that well because I thought Dodo would have asked for your future first and then... Paddy Cripps as well, but it, it happened. It got done. Saad's happy. The Bombers are kind of happy. Carlton, I imagine, would be pretty happy. Yeah, um, Supercoach relevance, maybe, question mark. Depends on Saad's price. I don't think his, uh, his role or output will change too much. He said he wanted to be freed up, but he was reasonably free at the Bombers and, you know, brilliant for a football side. But, yeah, in terms of Supercoach, don't see him cracking that 100, 105 average. 
I've got a different feeling. He averaged 98 this year, which is his clear high watermark. He had 10 tons out of his 17 games and only two scores below 80. I think, yeah, he had a really good season. I had him, as you know, in my team. I went him instead of Jordan Ridley. Now, you probably, I probably lost out on that, but I like pods and he was still serviceable all year long. Now, he did peak. It is absolutely his best season to date. Uh, in 2020, I think he can get better. And look, he's not the exact same. He's not the same player, but he's going to be playing in a similar structure to when Cade Simpson and Sam Doherty were playing together and played their best footy around 2016 to 18 from memory. So 2016, Simo averaged 106. 2017, 94. 2018, he averaged 105. And Doc obviously got injured in 2018, but in 2017 and 2016 averaged 109, 115. Um, I think there's scope for them, for him to be a beneficiary of having Sam Doherty in that back line. There's a few other players that are going to go through there, but I think they're going to form a a tandem where Doc takes some of the kick-ins or receives some of the kick-ins. He's going to be looking for Saad almost every time. Look, I think there's a world where he's super coach relevant. He's probably going to come in at price around 500k, which is Maybe a little too high to start him, but I think there's definitely going to be definitely going to be points that he puts out. It's just whether it's going to be enough to put him in that upper echelon. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I don't dispute any of that. There is certainly a world where that happens. Yeah, certainly not a world I can imagine myself starting him in, but yeah, certainly one to keep an eye on. Um, absolutely, he has the potential to be be quite good if he's in that right role and gets gets my back. My backline's already Adam Saad, Zach Williams, and Sam Doherty. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> lock yeah. them all in, I say. Lock them all in. All right, this next deal, maybe you can work out why this one happened, I, Hatch. Well, I mean, I can understand why it happened from one side of it. Um, Port receives Alir Alir, who is Justin Westhoff just without the beard and a lot younger. Um Brilliant for Port because they can use him in literally any role, fill literally any hole in their side. He can play forward, back, ruck, wing, and will be good at most of those positions, whether that's a key position or a, or a flanker. Um, incredibly versatile player, and arguably, now that Westhoff's retired, the most versatile player in the AFL. Why wouldn't you want him on your list, especially when you're pushing for a premiership window? Well done, Port. Uh, Sydney receives a future second round selection, and I have no idea why, no clue. What are they like? They have two academy picks in this year's draft that they need points for. Do they have anyone next? I don't know. I don't know why Sydney have done this. He's a very good player. He's a young player. Could have arguably built a club, you know, kind of around him and had him be a key part of that. And he's gone to Port. I don't I don't really understand it myself. I think I'm not sure who it knocks out of that port team. Maybe it's that floating position where they they're using on like Georgiadis. I think Trent McKenzie's probably locked himself into a position there. I I Lear is definitely best 22 from a Sydney perspective. Don't understand it. Maybe they're worried he leaves next year in free agency. He was a restricted free agent next year. But why would you invest what is it? Six years on a list. One, two, three, four, five. Five years on a list. Sixty-four games into a guy. Last year was awesome. He was amazing in twenty nineteen. Played all twenty-two games. I just don't know why you're yeah. going to invest all this time and effort into a project player. He finally gets to a level where he's playing well in yeah. the AFL system, and then you're like, oh, you know what? We'll take a speculative 
second round pick. And if Port Adelaide do what they did uh, next next year, what they did last this year, next year, sorry, we're in between seasons. It's confusing. That pick's going to be like what thirty five. 40? <laughs> like, what are they doing? Why have they done this? Like, it's... And, you know, Ali didn't have a great year this year, but he was played out of position nearly every week and that he was fullback on 200-centimetre giants at full forward or he was in the ruck. And, of course, he's not going to do well. He's He can pinch it in both those roles, but he's not a full-time player in those roles. And I am baffled as to what the Swans have done here. Very unlikely to be super coach relevant unless there's a void of significance in the Port Adelaide side next year, and he can fill a, a Westhoff-style role. But from a list management perspective, baffling. Absolutely baffling. Do not understand it myself at all. The next trade that went down patch, this one might have Supercoach relevance. Mm. North Melbourne uh, received pick 30. That was that pick from the Blues, I believe. Or was that the Kai Cocker too? I can't keep track of what's happening. No, it was the pick from the Blues in the Fogarty deal. They traded that to North Melbourne for Sean Higgins. Sean Higgins. And he's a very interesting prospect. Now, you don't expect him to be getting forward eligibility. I think he will next year in other formats of the game uh, when they do positional changes. So might have some value there. If he does by some miracle get forward eligibility, he potentially... Well, he does have relevance because average 95 this year, 95 last year, 103 the year before. Very much I expect him to be filling the Gary Ablett role. And well, Gary Ablett had a, a obviously missed a lot of time this year, averaged 85 and averaged 96 last year. So I think Higgins just, you know, he's going to average the mid 90s again. And if he can, he's the sort of player that I would draft at the end of a draft if he's, uh, and, you know, brag about, and then he's 33 and he gets injured. But I like him. I'm interested. Obviously not if he's mid-only, which is highly likely. Yep, agreed. I, I'm i more interested as to what his impact on the rest of the Geelong side is. Like, does that mean, you know, do they maybe play him in more midfield time and play Dangerfield as a kind of like full forward who pinch hits in the middle? Do they put him on a wing and move in a goal at a half back or something? Do they like just how that comes together, like it's all speculation at this stage. Does it mean Selwood maybe moves into that Gary Ablett role? I don't know. It's all very up in the air, very interesting. But yeah, I can't see him being relevant at this stage and certainly would take a lot of convincing to to have him uh, be someone that I'd, I'd look at selecting. Yeah, I th- look, I, I think he pretty comfortably just takes on the, the Gary Ablett role. I don't think he's going to impact the other guys. No, probably not. I think not. they've got some other moves that are going to impact people more <laughs> that are still coming. Mm, indeed. All right, we in. still have another trade to talk about, mm. Patch, and this is the big one of the day, you got to say. I yes. mean, it is. It is. I completely missed it because I was working late. But, yeah, looking at that, uh, yes. Yes, it is. Yep, Sydney send out... A third round pick in this year and a fourth round pick this year and a second round pick next year and a third round pick next year. And they receive Tom Hickey and a second round pick this year and a third round pick this year. So they've effectively paid what what have they paid? A third and a fourth for Tom Hickey. Which ends up probably being pretty fair. Um Tom Hickey at the Swans, they don't have a lot of Ruckman that stay in the park. No, they do. Is he not. actually gonna play? 
yes, you'd think he'd be first choice. Um, and especially now that Aliyah's gone, whichever other Ruckman they've got that isn't injured, if that's Naismith or Sinclair, I can't remember. Then you know, no, I that, think they're always injured. They're always injured. They'll have one half Ruckman playing forward. Hickey isn't much chop as a forward. Um, so he'll play in the ruck and there's potentially relevance there. Do you, you know, the, the argument of whether or not you'll actually pick him over anyone else is, is one to be made well into the future. But my God, is there relevance there? Cause he'll be the number one ruck and dream team of Hickey and Prusa are one and R two is on baby. <laughs> it's on mid price madness. I'm not in picking the him. I can tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know you want to, baby. You know you want to. Career high average of 90, but it was only over 13 games, and it was three years ago. So I just, I don't know. I'm not I'm not excited by him, Come but on. I'm glad he found the, a home. Buy into the preseason high plate, dog. Just buy into Look, it. I'm a Proust Gorn man myself. I'm, I'm Melbourne, ex and current Melbourne Ruckman only. That's my motto. Fair. I mean, give, give Hickey like another two years and maybe he'll be at Melbourne. <laughs> There's a good the, chance. The race he's going. He's at his fourth club and he's only 26, 28. How old is he now? I don't know. He feels like he's, he's been uh, around He's 29. He'll be 30 next year. Yeah, feels like he's been around forever, but he's also still only 29. There's lots of clubs left in those legs. Well, Patch, that's all the deals. I think... Uh... There's plenty still to happen. I think quite a few players are going to move tomorrow in the AFL's instructed time, which is dumb as shit. But it's so dumb, so dumb. But make sure you're listening to Tradio and the the three million ads they've got running. No, Every... no, we're Tradio, oh, their trade radio. Yep. Patch, come on, come on, shut up. Sorry, I just I'm still baffled they didn't take the name because why? Anyway, it's the AFL producing a dumb concept. Who would have thought it was possible? All right, community, we love you. It's been a quick one. It's been a short one, and uh, that's how we like it. I'll speak to you tomorrow, probably. Yep, enjoy all of the two-hour madness of, of, of the dumb trade week finale. So dumb. So dumb. See you later, community.